0: You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is about a click away. We have so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life. We celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Building Your Business here on SelfDiscoveryMedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my gentleman today, you're going to be very happy to have him, is Manuj Agarwal. He is an entrepreneur, an investor, a CTO of Tatra Noodle, a software consulting company. He helps startup founders with tech projects. He started his career at the age of 15, working in a factory for 12 hours a day, six days a week, earning a cool $2 a day. I think things have changed for him. But clearly, he gathered the drive from it there. And so he um, had no resources, he was determined to improve his life, and he realized education was the right training, was the only way for him to achieve his goals. So he managed to acquire a modest education and went on to becoming a technical leader and a CTO in multiple startups. Manoj is passionate about education and training because without it, these achievements would not have been possible. So while building his career, he fought decades of anxiety, depression, and pessimism. By indulging in meditation and mindfulness, he managed to overcome that and let into deep spirituality not religious and focus on accessing and training his subconscious mind to create the life of his dreams actively well I think we have got somebody here that has walked the path that's very interesting and very important folks because I love to have people on who've taken the journey in life they have taken the journey what they've learned from it what they've needed from it they now pass on to others it's the best gift you can ever get from anyone so let's discover his journey here today and where um well we know where he's come from but you know what he's doing now and how he can help you i think that from right from the start though maraj the tenacity to want more to know there's more and to willing to seek out how you can achieve more was the very first step would you agree
1: yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much, and uh, thanks a lot for that lovely introduction. Yeah, I mean, uh, the desire to do more. Um, so to just just to clarify, you know, uh, you need a, a stimulus to to invoke that feeling in you. And for me, that stimulus while working in the factory was, uh, you know, one day I was flipping over some business magazines, and I you know read some stories of uh, some really successful business tycoons, and I you know, thought to myself, you know, they had the typical picture standing uh, up straight and all that. And I thought to myself, like, you know, these are human beings just like mm-hmm. I am. So if they, if they can achieve such big things, then I should be able to achieve a little bit of, you know, a little bit, uh, a little slice of that. So uh, that's what sort of gave me the, the courage to think big and, and see what uh, can be done about uh, changing my life
0: it always has to spark from somewhere you know I always call it the redirect Mm -hmm. Um, something that goes hey there's more than this Mm -hmm. Um, but we have to discover our strength and our courage you know to say I'm going to step out of this Mm -hmm. you know I'm not going to be afraid or I'm going to face the fear Mm -hmm. you know for you it was an image well what's different between me and that person and you know that person went after it you know they got the skills and the tools they needed in order to accomplish and it's not about a phd is it it's no. a willing to learn as you go
1: exactly exactly yeah that's exactly right there yeah, i mean uh, the thing is like we do uh, tend to ignore a lot of resources which are available to mm-hmm. us especially today um, and i'm talking about 20 years ago there was no youtube there were no mm-hmm. blogs uh, you know books used to cost a, a huge amount of money um, but still, you—you know—I was able to find some help. Uh, you know, talk to a few people, and that is not to say, you know, I was all uh, gung ho about uh, all the struggles that I went really? through. I had lots of, uh, you know, down days where I just didn't want to do anything or talk to anyone, and uh, you know, I had uh, really, really drastic uh, 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 negative events happen to me during that life, uh, and uh, somehow I just needed to pick myself up and keep going. And see, you know, what what lies on the other side of the next step that I'm I'm going to take.
0: Yes, the next step you're going to take. You know, you you know, you say that you suffered from anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And I, I can tell you that many of us do. Mm-hmm. And I think is the more in tuned you are to yourself and to what's around you, the more you're also subject to the pain and the suffering that's out there, the mm-hmm. struggle. And we take it on. And, you know, you've said many things have happened to you. And for a lot of people, they're the setback. You know, they can't go on. They're crippled by an event. Mm-hmm. And through many years of doing this and through my own journeys of life, those events in your life, no matter what they are, are always there to invite you mm-hmm. to see what possibilities can come out of it, what courage, what strength, what love you can discover out of it. Mm-hmm. So. The anxiety and the depression, I sometimes think, is a a reminder of what could be Mm -hmm. if we gave in. And then there is that spiritual belief that I can overcome this or ride through it. I can't. There is more. And but it's it's that comes the the courage itself to step out of the anxiety and the depression. How did you do that?
1: Um, so, uh, you know, as, um, as somebody who may have experienced these negative emotions, uh, you may relate to this because when you are in the thick of these, uh, these negative emotions, uh, sometimes, uh, it sort of becomes a way of life. You don't really know that something's wrong with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. you just think this is how life is. This is how everybody lives. And, uh, the thing that happens is as you start to get wrapped up, and get emotionally involved in all these situations, the physical world starts to change, right? Like, you know, you start to make more mistakes, the relationships start to break down. Mm -hmm. Uh, So these things uh, manifest in a different way. Uh, When that happened to me, I was like, you know, things were going fine. I was, I was making progress and what's going on here. Right. And so that's uh, my, my, uh, my work suffered, my profession suffered, my relationship with my, with my parents, with my wife, with my kids suffered. And so that's when I realized, you know, okay, I need to step back and look at something here. Like Mm it seems like there is something wrong here. Although in my mind, you know, I couldn't really clearly see what was going on. You can't
0: see things while you're in the midst of it. You have to step back and see it from the outside in, you know, in depression and in anxiety, you're in it. You're at the center of the point there. How can you see clarity there? So you have to be willing to say, you switch off to everything and step out and then look from the outside in. and without judgment yeah. or guilt, right?
1: Exactly. And so that was, uh, you know, to answer your question, the courage, uh, I guess uh, the courage just came out of necessity because I I, I didn't want to go back to, you know, old way of living where, you know, nothing is working and I'm just dragging through life and, and making, you know, just hoping that <laughs> that uh, someday it will be over. So, you know, I didn't want to do that. So, right. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I think, again, it comes into that belief that there is more. I can do more. You know, this is just a challenge. It's just an obstacle. It very often is that tap on the shoulder, pay attention, you're going the wrong way. Or you're taking the wrong person with you. You're taking an external person, which is about, I need to have this, or I've got to have that amount of money, and I've got to do this and that. You're not taking the internal person with you. And that's Mm -hmm. where a lot of the conflict comes along.
1: That's right. And then uh, one uh, other thing is like, just the realization there is an alternative, right? Like because yes. a lot of people think, uh, again, I, I, I was in that situation. I thought this is how life is. But then as you realize there is an alternative, then, then all you need is to take action and figure out what that alternative is and, and just go after it, right?
0: And, you know, for you, then at that time, it was reading and paying attention to other people. How did they do it? Mm -hmm. You know, now we look at podcasting and and, uh, TED Talks and YouTubes. And we're inspired by the people who have faced the struggle. Mm -hmm. And it becomes an invitation for us to face our own struggle, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. And and as you said, like, it's not like uh, we are unique or some, you know, people sharing their stories. Everybody has a story. Yes. Yes, and uh, the only thing is, generally, we think it's our unique story. We we sort of tell our uh, stories to ourselves over and over again, and get buried under the under the weight of you know all the past uh, things that happened to us. But the fact is, if you listen to other people, you share your stories, you'll realize everybody has gone through something um, to become something else, and and that transformation is, I guess, the essence of life.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm the willingness to go through life you know i think people are constantly look at um destinations as being it you know that's kind of your destination is the end of that chapter you know this is what you did to get to that end of that chapter to that destination now what what's your next chapter and i think complacency is is very deadly and i think also you know uh resting on your laurels for complacency but also Believing that there's nothing more. There's always something more.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: I think you have to understand why though, right? What is your why? I mean, yes, you want to do it for your family, but what's the why that drives you?
1: See, um, for me, it's more about making sure that I can can live every moment of this life because I know it's precious. And uh, living uh, in a state of being where um, you're not actually living, you're just sort of, breathing and letting life happen uh, and just submit to the situation, whatever situation you are put in. Uh, I, I I don't think that's a really good way to live life. You know, when when you are on your deathbed, you could look back and say, you know, I could have done a little bit more. Maybe, you know, uh, you know, it, it's just like um, uh, in physics, you, you, you need to change the direction by one degree. And over a longer yes. period of time, it goes in a totally different direction, right? right? Um, so, uh, I don't want to be in a situation where I think in 20 years, you know, if I just took one call that day, it could have been gone the other day, uh, other way, mm. you know, my life could have been different. So, I want to take those chances and, you know, who knows uh, whether the outcome will be positive or negative, at least uh, I want to give it a shot.
0: Yeah, you know, we've got to allow, haven't we? You know, it's, uh, um, you know, how many people listen to your shows, how much business am I going to get to it? And I said, it depends on who you inspire. You know, and that's the thing. You can talk to a dozen people and and the connection's not there. And then there's just that one, yeah. that one. And that one is that shift. That one has the domino effect. That one is the one that changes everything. Yeah. And the thing is we've got instilled in our minds our bottom line, bottom line, bottom line, you know, got to maximize the numbers. And we're forgetting that it's people, planet before profit. And if you want to have good business, you've got to build good relationships. And that means taking the time to get to know your potential client.
1: Yeah. And and not, not only that, like, you know, what I found was, uh, you know, we, we get wrapped up uh, in this whole drama of bottom line and, yes. and sort of, you know, earning money. But uh, in that, in that uh, uh, sort of rat race, we, we uh, disallow ourselves many, many experiences, you know, Yes. Um, working long hours, not spending time with family, not taking time for ourselves, vacation, things like that. Uh, but if you don't do that, you may, you may never discover that in some cases making money was not something that you really liked anyways. Like your passion lies in painting, mm-hmm. your passion lies in poetry or uh, or travel or something like that. So, Uh, If you just try to balance the life and expose yourself to other types of experiences, um, it can actually lead to more growth, more happiness. It may not lead to money, but it may lead to something more profound, right? Yeah, more meaningful,
0: most certainly. I've interviewed so many people who followed that society's life expectation, the big house, the fast car, you know, everything up at the top, the club, the everything else. And they said, I'm working 18 hours a day to maintain something I have no time to enjoy. Yeah. And I have disconnection with my family because money, after all, does not buy love. It doesn't buy connection. And they literally sold everything up and downsized to a more humble home where they didn't have to work so many hours, even change careers, so that they realized that the true wealth of life lies in that family the lifestyle that you have and that as long as you're making enough money to maintain that lower those expectations they're not low expectations they're just realistic
1: expectations yeah, exactly exactly yeah and uh and you know one uh, the the funny thing is uh, what i have found is when you start to do those things like downsizing and not not uh, spending 18 hours a, a a day on work the outcome actually gets better yes you know? uh, so so it's like it's paradoxical you know work less have more fun but then the whatever you desire is actually it, the outcome is better
0: well it also is because you're happier mm-hmm. you love what you're doing so what you are going to do you're going to do a damn sight better yes. because you're giving all your energy of something you love to do mm-hmm. so people relate they want i want what he's got yeah, how do you get to be so happy doing what you want to do? I want to do business with you. Yeah. But if you're dealing business with somebody that's so stressed out, what? Uh, 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 how are they going to give you the time and the tension? Yeah, yeah, right? right? You're just another number. Yeah. So, slowing down, putting out your passion and what you do, because life is about to be enjoyed, you're now going to pick up those clients that are really going to enjoy your services so much more because you enjoy them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and there is so much to enjoy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this is another thing. I consider myself so lucky to be living in this part of the world. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize if, if you travel across the world, um, large populations are living under, under you know, really um, uh, difficult conditions like yes. drinking water, clean air. These are things which uh, in, particularly in Canada, it. we don't even like it's, it's You know, we don't even give it a second thought. But uh, these are not... Um, uh, these are not things available to everyone on this planet
0: so gratitude is another huge one to put into it right you know it's i think you know under uh, the way society has gone in the last 30 40 years it's been about more is more you need more to be happy and now what we're seeing is oh that system didn't work you know um less is more because you have more time to enjoy it but when you also are grateful for the small things running water electricity at uh, which part of Canada are you in
1: I'm in Vancouver
0: all right so we get rain right now we've recently had snow we're not equipped to deal with snow because our snow turns to ice very quickly so for us it was traumatic to have all this snow right where other people are going wimps you know we drive around a ten feet of snow all day <laughs> you know, eight months of the year but the thing is we're very grateful because all of this water Gives us the lakes, gives us the mountains, gives us the trees, gives us an abundance of lifestyle that we have here in BC. And I think, I think one of the things we need to do is moan less and appreciate more.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and not just BC, right? Like, and that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like anything that we get, uh, we we generally whatever we have, we take it for granted. You know, we just like kids, you know get a new toy, they play for five minutes and then, uh, you know, they don't care about it. Right. Just just like uh, them, uh, we adults, you know, we look at something Oh, you know, I got a raise. Okay. That's cool. Let's have a dinner, uh, enjoy ourselves, uh, celebrate. And then we completely forget about that. And we move on to, you know, complaining about, okay, I'm not earning enough again in a week or so, whatever. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think, as you said, like counting those blessings, Mm -hmm. being grateful and remembering all these things are, are uh, really, really instrumental in in uplifting you and and actually showing you that you are on the right track.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, really what we're talking about here is balance, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You have to be able to balance your your home life, your self-preservation and your work life. And it's really finding that equilibrium between everything because everybody wants, you know, a slice of you and you want to be able to give you to every one of those situations. So it's really about finding the balance, making the time, really having a strategy. Do you find that?
1: Yeah. So um, having a long-term vision, then breaking it down into smaller sort of chunks of, you know, because let's say if you go after a huge vision that, you know, okay, I want to be, I want to be multimillionaire in 10 years. So, you know, it it seems like a huge goal. Um, We get buried under sort of the weight of that goal. Mm -hmm. But if you break it down and say, okay, I want to earn, uh, you know, uh, six figures. Um, so I want to earn like a, a million dollars by the end of, uh, 10 years. That means I need to start making like, you know, six figures in this year. And that means I need to start making 25 K in this quarter. Uh, and that means I need to make like, you know, 8,000 in a month. So that sort of becomes a little bit more manageable goal that, that is more immediate. And then you can start focusing on that. And then that sort of, you know, starts to, uh, chew uh, chew a little bit of that entire the the big vision that you had right yeah. so keep going through these smaller chunks of work, looking at the outcome, adjusting as things go uh, right or wrong, and then uh just counting the good and the bad and and learning from all that that's the process and then if you keep doing this continuously in ten years you will you'll will hit the goal in in most likely.
0: Right. And, and the thing is also be realistic with the goal. You know, and I think, again, comes back to the why. Why do you want to be a millionaire in 10 years? Well, no. quite honestly, being a millionaire in 10 years is not that high nowadays. <laughs> Every house is a million plus. But the thing is, be realistic. Is it going to cost you 18 hours a day to make that 8000 a month? Now, we know that if you're starting any business or any entrepreneur, you've got to put the time in initially. Right. Because you're getting started. A lot of time goes into it. This is where you ask the family for support and understanding. And then you find a way to balance it out. But it's very, very important that you make things realistic. I was in a boarding school in England. And we used to go for these long walks along the moors. And so you're just seeing mores and mores and mores. And we're going to walk all the way over there. And it felt like so far. No, we're going to walk to that tree over there, said the teacher. Now we're going to go and walk to that brook over there. Now we're going to go and walk over there. And the next thing you know, you're home. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't so daunting. So I think it's you've got the grandeur ideas. But I also think the, real, the realism of what you can accomplish is yes. has to be there because otherwise you're going to let yourself down and get into that depression and think I'm a failure before I've started. And it's yeah. because you put too much on yourself too soon.
1: Exactly. And, and to your point, like, um, I think we need to, when, when we actually plan out this whole thing about earning $8,000, whatever that is, right. Whether it's monetary or whether it's like, you know, you want to, you want to lose uh, weight or, 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 you know, it could be like non-tangible thing. Uh, so you, as you said, like, you also have to take into account what are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice in terms of your time? Uh, do, you wanna, do you want quick results? And are you willing to sacrifice that time with your family, time mm-hmm. on other important things? And so uh, plan that out and, and stick to that because you know, if you say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do whatever it takes, that means you are willing to accept 18 hours a day and there is no reason for you to complain after that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if, if you are able to do that. But if you say, you know, my priority is to make time for all these activities as well. That means I need, to, I need to make sure I don't work more than 10 hours a day. So that leaves a little bit room for other activities. And then you need to stick with it, right?
0: Right. Uh, my son opened up a restaurant two years ago. And I remember saying to him, it's going to be f- like having twins. <laughs> and after you opened up for a few months he said mom you lied i did it's like having triplets
1: yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: and you know the first year he was there day and night mm-hmm. and you know now in the second year he's got good staff so he knows who to delegate to when he can come in a bit later now he's back in the gym You know, and that gym helps him get rid of some of the stress, you know, uh, good for his body, good for his mind, good for his psyche. And I think this is something in your 18 hour day, if you choose to go that way, you must insert those times either for activity or for you like meditation, because that is part of your building blocks in Mm -hmm. keeping things balanced, isn't it?
1: exactly yeah you need to replenish that uh, mm. that mental physical and, and spiritual energy right like otherwise otherwise um, yeah it, it just it it's like a block in a in a in a sewage pipe like you know if, if that energy doesn't flow uh, nothing nothing flows in right. the
0: world yeah so what do you do to kind of for yourself what's yeah. your uh, process in in downloading stopping you know anxiety and depression coming giving you the clarity what's your process
1: so uh, a few things as i as you mentioned uh, understanding my why uh, you know uh, it is not about making money but it is about um, building uh, building something that can provide me the things that are important to me which are uh, um, free time with family uh, location independence to be able to travel uh, so when i looked at you know understood these are my priorities then i started to uh, design my life according to that Right. Because before that, you know, I was working just like typically like anybody, um, starting my day at 7 and ending it at 7 p.m., uh, working for multiple clients, uh, getting stressed out. Um, and now it's like, okay, if if my family and travel is more important, how can I change my business to align with my lifestyle that I want? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and then uh, then comes, okay. Once I am able to do that, what's next? So then, you know, uh, a good example was um, I used to travel yearly um, for vacation. So now uh, I had to, you know, in the in the previous years I had to wait for the whole year to be able to take a vacation for one week. But now I take vacation, mini vacation every every month. So I, you know, it, it could be a weekend getaway. It could be a small trip to a, a town next uh, next to ours or whatever. And that, uh, that just gives you the same feeling as, mm-hmm. as going to an exotic place. So, you know, all these little things, adjustments that you can make into your life. And and it's all about extracting that positive energy that we all seek. It doesn't matter how much of a grand scale, uh, uh, you know, you use to uh, acquire that energy, whether it's like exotic spending or going on lavish uh, lavish uh, spending spree. Or it could be very uh, minuscule, like, you know, just, just uh, you have to make your mind believe that you're getting that uh, positive energy from somewhere. As long as you can figure that out, uh, everything falls into place.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, the important thing is, um, I think what you're saying is, what is your joy?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Right. You know, because those joyful moments, whether they're a moment or whether a a week or a month, you find them in the simple things, taking Mm -hmm. the kids off to, you know, um, the pumpkin patch, you know, or uh, going down to the beach and picking up shells, uh, driving them up a mountain and looking over Vancouver. Mm There are harm moments for our children. And so they become joyful moments for us. And I think as a society, we've forgotten things like joy, haven't we?
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, joy and, and, the, and the thing is like that joy has, uh, has been replaced by, with, um, uh, you know, this, uh, uh this pompous, um, uh, display of, uh, of lifestyle, which, which mm-hmm. is sometimes not even real. Like, you know, we, we all look at other people's Instagram and we all get depressed or, you know, look at, look at these people, how successful they are, but they, we don't know, you know. That was just a moment uh, in time, and they took right. a picture. And immediately, as soon as the picture was done, they were back into the same, <laughs> yes, uh, you know, life's uh, sort of uh, confusing uh, puddle as we all are, and we just think, you know, everybody else is perfect and we are not.
0: You know, I mean, right now in the news is the story of Megan and and um, and, mm. and Harry, yeah. and how they've walked away. Mm-hmm. you know from a lot of security and a lush lifestyle you know and duchess and, and duke mm-hmm. and they're living here on the island i'm in victoria mm-hmm. and uh, so they're around the corner and they want a more simple life they they're passionate about the work that they do and they want to do it on their terms mm-hmm. and a lot of people oh they're crazy for what you know they're doing and i say kudos to them in fact i did a show leave megan and harry alone um because we are all responsible for our own lives. We, we know what happens to us is not always our choice. How we react to it and what we do with it or because of it is our choice. Mm-hmm. And for them, it was, we can't take this anymore. It's too oppressive. Mm-hmm. And they decided to walk away very courageously and follow their own path. And I think they're a great example to people of if you're in a job or you're in a career that is costing you too much emotionally too much spiritually then you need to get out it doesn't matter what the salary is or the fact that you've got a home you know the family that's waiting on you you have to let everybody know i'm dying in this job i need to change yeah. work with me while we discover what this change is because only when we step into our joy can we be fruitful
1: exactly. and we
0: can't be when we're stressed and depressed right
1: yeah exactly and uh... And yeah, I mean, as you, as you take that step, it's going to be scary and things may get worse, you know, it may get worse before they get better. But if you keep, uh, you know, keep ex- uh, giving yourself the excuse of these golden handcuffs or what, you know, a lot of people use these uh, usual terms to explain their situation and why they're not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that if you don't do anything about it, obviously life is going to stay the same. It may actually get worse because your mental state of yes. being is not in the right place right position but if you decide to do something about it it may still get worse but at least you are on the path and and now you have the energy to make it better
0: yeah i love the the terminology golden handcuffs (laughs) that's a good one um and that is its isn't it you're making the money but you're a slave to it Mm -hmm. you haven't even got the time to enjoy it Mm -hmm. you know or to be yourself and i think what you know this network was called self-discovery it's all about discovering your instrument playing it the best you can to find your orchestra and play that symphony that will resonate out as invitation to other people. Mm -hmm. We are here to serve one another, Mm -hmm. but first and foremost, we need to serve ourselves. Otherwise what we're sharing is emptiness or discord or misery. But when we're in joy and we really love what we're doing, we're sharing that joy, Mm -hmm. that passion and that becomes very exciting for people. Doesn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, just like you know, in in the airplanes, they uh, mm-hmm. nice lady said, "Help yourself first, and then yes. you can help others." Uh, yeah, it's it's just um, as I said earlier, like you know, this realization that all we like, you know, we uh, I used to think like obviously that we are physical beings with with hands and bodies with distinct uh, entities, but as you start to realize, basically, we are just energy balls balls of energy floating around. There's there is no like. A distinct boundary because our energy flows even beyond our, our bodies. If you look at it from that point of view, we are sort of connected in, in many ways, you know, yeah. even, even in a, in a, in a physical sense, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: So what do you do for your clients?
1: Yeah. So I work on, uh, uh, first of all, I work with the uh, entrepreneurs and help them with these paradigms of their mindset because after working with a lot of, uh, entrepreneurs, I realize that their business is not working because of, you know, how they are sabotaging themselves, how they think and all that. So I work on, on, on that and that comes under coaching. And then uh, I work with them on implementing their technology, their operations, their marketing, that comes under consulting. And then uh, we also train their employees on uh, all the technologies or latest technologies and and soft skills, so that com- comes under training. So So we provide coaching, consulting and training to, Uh, to uh, startups and any other company which are uh, involved in technology these days you know every business needs uh, technology so uh, it pretty much covers most of the businesses but specifically our our sweet spot is tech uh, startups
0: right and you know I'm I've started this up with one show a week when I was on another network and then I started my own network and had other hosts and in six and a half years you know now it's it's I've grown too big for for what you know my platform was and I've had to hire someone to completely automate me and restructure me and use the technology in a way that is uh, freeing me up to do what I do best and we all need to have that tech I'm not technically savvy at all and so we all need those people to help us set things up and if people are very technical, sometimes what they're missing of is the public relations side of things, mm-hmm. right? Because they're, they're so used to kind of speaking tech, they're not necessarily knowing how to speak layman. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's a lot of aspect in it. You know, what, what is your why? What do you want to get out of this? You know, um, you've got to have the interaction with your staff. You've obviously got to know the technology. Um, but you've also got to be able to communicate with your client in a way they understand. And don't assume they understand tech because it's a totally different language
1: yeah, exactly yeah so uh, this is where you know uh, you need to you need to have that human element mm-hmm. that you can empathize with the with your audience right like if mm-hmm. they are speaking if they are capable of speaking the same language or the lingo or the technical lingo by all means we can use that but if if they're not uh, if they are at a different level we gotta we gotta sort of adjust our language to to be able to communicate with them and vice versa as well. Right. Yes. Um, And uh, yeah, as you said, like I, uh, I completely agree. Like a lot of times we get, we get so uh, entrenched in our own mind, the things that we do uh, and it works both ways. Sometimes we think the knowledge we have is common knowledge because Mm. for us, it's like second nature on the flip side. Also we expect other people to know that. And then we, when we communicate, it doesn't really go well because, I'm speaking a different language and you, you're not able to understand it. And, and so that's why that human element is so important. And, um, and, and as you said, like self-discovery uh, helps with that. Uh, and it helps with empathizing other people as well, because now you understand your limitations. Yes. Now you can say, you know, I'm not perfect. So, uh, you know, how can I expect uh, somebody else to be perfect?
0: I mean, this is the, also the thing where team, you know, you're starting a business. You've got a team there and everybody, you know, it's the orchestra. Everybody has their own instrument to play, right? And some people can play more than one instrument. Yay, utilize them. And so if you know, oh, God, this is, this is out of my realm here. I can't communicate this. But Joe over there is very good at that. And then, you know, invite Joe in to be a part of it. And then I think a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, what happens is they take on too many hats and they don't delegate. Yeah, and you really have to take a hat off and delegate it to someone who can do it better.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, the the common uh, reasons why is like you know, I, first of all, uh, this misconception that nobody else can do it better than I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is totally uh, wrong, by the way. It's actually the yes. opposite because we can be only good at a few things. Like you know, even the most genius uh, people, they are good at like one or two things, and the rest they have they have a good idea about what good looks like, but they may not be able to do it well enough themselves. But um, they know who
0: does. That's why they're yeah. geniuses, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah, I mean, in, in my case, I tried for the longest time to learn sales and all that. And, and I got better at it, but then I thought, you know, I mean, this is not something that I enjoy. Um, right. This is not my strong uh, sense. So let me try to figure out how I can automate sales because that's what I enjoy and I, I'm good at it. And then I can give it to somebody who's really good at sales and that way, you know, they can get better at sales. I can get better at automation. I can understand this world together. And so that was more enjoyable than actually doing it myself.
0: And I think, you know, um, in any business, you know, uh, any entrepreneurial type business, you, you have a passion for a certain aspect of what you want to do. For me, obviously it's interviewing, getting people's stories out there, having that orchard of wisdom library that people can go to and, and resonate with someone they're listening to and know I want to do business with you that's what it's all about but it's understanding that a take ego out of it right because this this is something that happens with entrepreneurs it's their vision it's their ego and uh, there can't be any you know changes in that you've got to learn to listen to everyone to know, you know this dish that you're trying to make, somebody else may have a better spice for it, a yeah. better ingredient for it, and everybody needs to be in it. So teamwork is really, really, really important. And a lot of people who are very good at what they do, suck at the sales part of it. And yeah. then there are other people that are excellent sales. So this is where you always need to have a good salesperson on your team. Even if it's automated, then they become the sales customer service. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah. uh, Perfection and ego and all these things are, uh, uh, you know, on the surface, it seems like these are going to lead to success, but actually they are very, very counterproductive. So Mm. um, I always advise entrepreneurs do not, do not go after perfection. Uh, Do not drink your own Kool-Aid. Always be be self-doubting yourself. Always get second opinion because you never know that second opinion could be 10 times more valuable than your own opinion.
0: It's somebody else's perspective. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know,
0: we see it from the inside out. Again, like when we talked about earlier with depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. when somebody is seeing it from the outside in, yeah. you know, now you go, oh, that's how it's perceived. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that wasn't my intent. I need to change that. Because when we're so immersed in it, we don't see everything. Yeah, so exactly. this is why we have to have other people's opinions of their comprehension of what you're doing because then you'll know if you're on the right track or not. Why do people do surveys all the time to find out from their customers if they're being able to serve them in the right way or not, because that's how they grow. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um, this is a very important point as well. Like, you know, um, talking to the customers and understanding their pain points, because when we are looking at uh, looking at it from inside out uh, we start to inject our own bias into the whole process Mm -hmm. and think, ah, you know, this is how I think I will use this product or service and let's just build it that way because this is how I look at the world. But the thing is like, if you, if you look at it from outside in, as you said, like people may have a very different perception and they may not even care about the things that we are spending our time and resources on. And yet they are, you know, we are spending all that time and money and, and energy to build something amazing for the, for the customers. They don't, they don't even care about that. Whereas they're feeling dissatisfied by us not giving them a little bit of a tweak. They've been asking for, for Mm -hmm. weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. i'm a true colors coach so the four different personality traits and how we interact and how we perceive things mm-hmm. so we know when i do my shows it's always the blog the audio the video and the graphics so that it, it addresses everybody's perspective i want everyone to get something out of it mm-hmm. and when we do our work whatever business we actually do need to have those four d uh, key personality traits colors as they're represented um, in our business because each one is going to give a different point of view. And that means you can get a a whole clear picture that will most likely serve all of your customers because you've put all of these different perspectives into the pot.
1: Yeah, exactly. I agree. Completely agree.
0: So we have to listen, right? We have to listen. We have to pay attention. There is no such thing as a bad idea because out of that idea, even if it isn't that great, it sparks something else.
1: Not only that, it actually, uh, it it, it empowers people um, to think of those ideas, bring them in because, you know, like, let's say if somebody brings up an idea, they get shut down uh, the first time, they will never come up with another idea. Never. Even if they come up with a brilliant idea, they will never share it with you. Right,
0: and yeah. I think we also have to understand that some people aren't upfront or gregarious, or you know, and so there has to be different ways of communicating. You know, mm. we know in the tech world a lot of people could be rather introverted, yeah, yeah. So if they're at the board meeting aren't very vocal, it's just not their comfort zone. Mm. So, why not allow ahead of time, you know, written ideas to go to whoever's conducting the meeting? Let them go over those ideas and bring them up at the meeting and not make that person feel uncomfortable and say, you're on the spot what's the idea exactly. you know you're you're introducing the idea and then people can discuss it and that gives that person the confidence we assume that everybody can can step up there and say da 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 but a lot of people and especially in the tech world are not they're not forefront that way
1: yeah exactly and so that that's where the empathy comes from that's yeah. where you know the uh, the lead of the team will need to understand their team members and say okay you know this person is extroverted this person is introverted how do we communicate? How do we deal with them? How do we elevate them? Um, some people want to be, you know, just anonymous. They don't want to be like bothered. And how do you bring them out of their shell and all that stuff, right? So.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the, the gain is that the orchestra, which I constantly relate to, is even the person with the triangle, it's mm-hmm. just as important. It may not be in every number, but it's important. You know, it, it's not all about the soloist. And, you know, that orchestra is everybody in sync and in harmony and everybody bringing their very best to the table. Mm -hmm. And I think when you embrace that and celebrate that, don't forget to congratulate people on an achievement because that gives them permission to keep striving and keep thriving forward. Right. And this is, I think, a lot of small businesses don't do. They get bogged down in the everyday running and worry about it instead of, look at what we've just achieved. Bravo, folks. What are we going to achieve next week? Yeah. Because that's the invitation.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I I, uh, I do agree with that as well. Um, celebration and acknowledgement mm-hmm. uh, is very important. But also I will add to that, we should also acknowledge and celebrate the failures because yeah. Uh, a, a lot of in, in a lot of ways, they, the failures are the ones that are giving us uh, the raw material for growth, right? Um, th- I mean, there are so many important lessons to be learned from failure. So I believe we should look at them more positively as well.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I call them redirects. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Right. You know, um, Einstein, a thousand watt, if he gave up at 999, would we have light? You yeah. know, the thing is, is that, okay, that way it didn't work well now let's try a different way and that's always the thing it doesn't mean the thing is we have to look at the principle behind what you're doing yeah. if you believe in it and you believe it can work and all you're trying to do is discover how mm-hmm. the reason for doing it is strong enough for you to keep trying and trying and trying until you discover that how yeah
1: yeah, exactly. goes
0: back to the why doesn't it
1: yeah yeah i mean uh, self awareness self discovery is, is is the fundamental like you know when i work with uh, with any uh, mentees any entrepreneurs i make sure that we focus on self awareness and they really understand themselves before anything else because you know if you don't understand yourself you you will start to use wrong units of measure mm-hmm. to uh, measure others and and come up with solutions come up with the uh, with whatever strategies you come up with. once you understand yourself, that gives you a good, uh, good unit of measure that you can apply to the rest of the world and then be, be in sync with what you are thinking and what you're conveying and what you're producing, right?
0: You don't want to share your confusion. You want to share your clarity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's the important thing, you know, is again, um, self-doubt to a point of, oh, you know, who am I to think I could be a boss? You know, well, if if you uh, have got the passion for it, all you are lacking are the skills and the tools. And that's where you come in to help them set that up, right? Then they gain the confidence. And with the confidence comes the clarity and the openness and the willingness to receive and to learn and to expand. But I think there's so much to owning your own business, you know, and that's starting up. Everybody looks at, oh, great idea. We can make so much money. But there's the in-between bit. (laughs) <laughs> you know, before you make the money you know is the foundation in yeah, yeah. is the structure sound right is the wiring good you know and um, is the the aesthetics good is it invitational yeah. do we have the customer service in and in, in plan you know um is it a product that people even want there are so many questions that need to be had and people have got to be patient, willing to tick off the boxes haven't they
1: exactly yeah and uh, but the, the funny thing is, the good thing is, all these things that you listed, uh, there's so much information available today on the internet that you can learn all these things and never have to go to college or university or, yes, you know, these things can be learned. Uh, and this was not possible maybe even 10 years ago, mm-hmm. right? So this is the time when... Uh, Everything is in place. There is no excuse. Like if you do want to start a business, you want to do something. Uh, there is no excuse today not to be able to do that. So everything it, is available.
0: You know, there's people like you, you've been, you've done it. You're, you're going to share the knocks and you're going to share the triumphs. And basically what you're doing is going in with a template for people. Yeah. It's not a, a doctrine. It's not a dictatorship. It's a template for them to build on. Yeah. Right. They're going to create their own style. They're going to create their own, you know, their own platform, but that template gives them a base in which to springboard from. So they're not going to uh, uh, land in the Grand Canyon. They may have potholes, but no Grand Canyon.
1: Yeah. And, and these templates have been around for centuries as well. Like, you know, we were talking about uh, Einstein, mm-hmm. uh, Edison, uh, you know, uh, we, we use these people in our day to day conversations, even, you know, centuries after they yeah. have left but then we, we use their examples because they have left all these templates and now we are building upon them, right?
0: Right. And you know, you look, you look at Nikola Tesla, you know, over a hundred years ago, brilliant, brilliant technology that the world was not ready for then. And the where we're scratching the surface of his technology now right. and right. how advanced it is. So yes, we would love to see success in our lifetime, but the point is we want to leave a legacy of something that lives beyond us, right? Mm-hmm. And that has to, the, I think one of the big things that you must have in any entrepreneurial business is heart.
1: Yeah, yeah, heart, heart, um, heart uh, ability to feel yes. emotions um, because that's where everything, like, you know, uh, I think um, we have put so much emphasis on thinking, on our brains. Yeah, uh-huh. thank you. Like, you know, <laughs> yes. we, um, we tend to forget, what is the driving force behind it? because yes. if there is no emotion uh, our brains like i'm 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 convinced that we are a lazy species yeah, uh, yeah. so if we, if there is no emotion behind it i think we're going to find a way not to think not to work not to do anything but just sort of you know kill time uh, laying in a cave uh, waiting for
0: <laughs> i'm glad that you mentioned that because you know i think what has happened over the there the last 70 years or something education was pushed and it's knowledge 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 but what they didn't do with the knowledge while they're filling this computer database in our head is that they were not teaching the soul the heart and the spirit um, ability to feel the knowledge to understand the wisdom of the knowledge and you know in tech how much data can you put in one tiny little thing yeah but it's the wisdom to know how to use it that really is the is the true knowledge. You've got all this, but how do you know how to use it? Yeah. That knowingness and that knowingness comes from feeling the knowledge. When the heart and the soul and the spirit is ignited, then it will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. So don't get caught up in the thoughts, right?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: They, all
1: of the systems need to be on. Yeah. And and to add to that, if you if you actively work on feeling Uh, the energy is around you, the outside world, you can take that observation and actually apply those observations to the existing resources. So you mentioned data. If you observe the world differently, you can go back to your data and say, hey, let me uh, analyze this data in a different manner because of the observations that I just made in the real world and see what comes out of it. So even the existing things that you have uh, may actually give you more as you start to, you know, open your eyes and feel more uh, more stimuli in the world and mo- understand it at a deeper level. You can actually extract much more value out of whatever existing resources you have.
0: Exactly. Be able and willing to see things differently come from that heart space. Um, again, I've done a numerous amount of shows on, on business. And, you know, one of them was the let Get Sing series, which was interviewing people around the environment but it was about the environmental thought change that Mm. needed to happen to make the environmental changes happening Mm. you know one of them sticks out to me a guy in Germany he was on the other side of the wall for 12 years before the wall came down so he brought some of his socialism Mm. into you know the other world and he has a company called uh, pure necessity and it's people planet for profit Mm -hmm. And he goes in, you know, in in restructuring companies and and, uh, industries and governments in that when you invest in the people, when you invest in the planet resources, you will have a better profit because everybody's enriched. And I think that's the important thing is you're wanting to start a business. Yes, you want it to make money. You've got a passion and thing behind it. But you've got to ask yourself, who does it enrich?
1: Yeah, yeah. And 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 not only that, like you know, um, uh, during my work, I also uncovered uh, a lot of paradigms around uh, generations, right? Like, mm. uh, you know, we are tied. Obviously, we are we are a result of uh, multiple generations of our fathers and uh, yep. mothers and and uh, and so on. But we also have a responsibility uh, for generations, future generations, which are not even born. But but the thing is, we are actually in a way they are in the process of being born, right? Like mm. what, whatever actions we are doing, it's actually going to lead to some, uh, you know, renewed life on the planet. And we need to be responsible for that. Uh, you know, we can't just say, we deal, we, we'll deal with that problem in 50 years because every day we are, we are actually, you know, adding one block to the future life that is going to, to come to this planet, right?
0: Right. And, you know, the thing is, we only have the now right? The gift of the present is in the now. And we don't have 50 years left on this planet the way we're going on. Mm -hmm. So we also, again, as you said earlier, have to learn from our mistakes Mm -hmm. and the way we've conducted ourselves with consumerism has led to this catastrophic environmental, (coughs) excuse me, despair right now. And so we have to also ask ourselves when we're starting a business, you know, is it eco-friendly and is it something that will serve the future planet? And, uh, you know, it's not about, oh, I'm all right, Jack. I'm going to make my money and get out. Screw the future. You have to have that consciousness of the future. Your legacy is what you're leaving the future. And so I think that's if you really want to thrive and you really want to succeed in your business, you really do need that consciousness, don't you?
1: Exactly. And then uh, this is not only uh, about, you know, this new age uh, thinking. Mm -hmm. It also is a business. uh, It makes total business sense because look at Tesla, you know uh, Ford, uh, Chrysler, uh, you know, all these companies, they've been around for a hundred years. They were failing. They, they had to be bailed out. And Tesla comes along and said, okay, you know, let's build something new. Yes. And they, they, you know, they became successful. And so somebody who's looking to start a business, w- it, maybe things are not, you know, that bad in terms of climate change or some other problem we are trying to ignore right now. Drinking water is a huge problem. Yes. Huge. Uh, what do you think will happen in five, 10 years? These are the problems which will be big, huge problems for the world, right? So it makes total sense right now to look at these problems which are growing in enormity, in, 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 in gravity, and address those. Uh, because it may be something, uh, you know, very not a very sexy business today, but in five years, 10 years, these are the businesses who are going to be, you know, uh, leading the charge, right? Like r- right now, it's all about oil. In ten years, twenty years is all going to be drinking water.
0: Yes. Right. That will be the commodity, yes. And and the thing is um technical advances on how it can generate. I mean, we look at every day, you know, some kid that's come up with an innovation. And the thing is if we if we support those visions, technically we can come up with devices and, and skills and tools and everything else that really can help our planet yeah. so that if you are a person that's in tech look at what the world needs look at what the people need yeah, yeah. and create a business around that need and there is your success right there you're giving people what they need right now in the current moment that is also going to be a long-term benefit
1: yeah exactly exactly yeah and and uh, if you just notice the trends the global trends and you know, where things are going um, you will find that, you know, there are so many new uh, businesses, new, new uh, Mm -hmm. industries that are popping up and um, low competition because, you know, nobody is paying attention. Everybody's paying attention to the next Facebook. Everybody's paying attention to, you know, uh, all these things which have been done over and over again. And then if you just, you know, just take a moment and say, okay, let's see what else is out there, which is not only uh, beneficial to others, it's more satisfying, and it's going to get better results monetarily uh, because because it's a high growth industry because it, there is no competition.
0: You case in point, Tesla. You know how many electric cars are out there now, and the demand for electric charging stations everywhere. You know it's gone massive. Veganism, you know, used to be ah oh, granola crunch people, and now it's become a massive industry because of the consciousness around the animals, but also because of our health, also because of our sustainability. Because we cannot sustain, you know, the, um, the um um not the agricultural, the animal uh, producing kingdom. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, if you are wanting to start up and you've got a great idea, really do look to what is needed in the future and how long term it will be. And also you may have something that mainly you have a 10 year lifespan. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that in that 10 years, there isn't going to be something else you discover that will carry you over the next 10 years.
1: Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, um, getting in touch with, with yourself and understanding what your priorities are, mm-hmm. uh, even if you discover something that will, you know, that, that you you think that it's going to last 10 years, as you said, if you just go down that path, new doors will open up. Yes. Now, now you are in alignment with yourself and uh, you obviously cannot control the future. So what good or bad will come out, you know, just, just let it, let it be, but just continue to go down that path and, in more ca- more cases than um, more cases, like you will find the outcomes are positive. Things fall into place. New discoveries are made, which you didn't think were possible. And so, you know, it's it's a it's a it's an amazing world. It just start, starts to unfold, which which were sort of you know packed up as an onion. When you when you when you go into that uh, way of thinking, it starts to unravel. Uh, and and you just think, okay, you know, where was this uh, all my life? You know, what what was what was getting blocked here? So it's amazing how, how uh, you experience world changes.
0: Right. And, you know, learn to adopt and adapt, right? Mm-hmm. You know, don't be so rigid. And again, I think that goes back to stop buying into society's expectation and dictation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, go with your flow. Mm-hmm. And discover what that flow is and your why you're doing it. And then the how will come. And then just be willing. And it's like it's you know it's like dancing the salsa you know you're going to walk a little to the left and the right you know nothing is a straight line is it
1: yeah. nothing nothing never and so, that is that is the beauty of life you know yes. that randomness and out of that randomness this beautiful uh, experience comes out
0: now how do people get hold of you what is your process with your clients
1: yeah so um you can find me on linkedin and facebook i'm fairly active on uh, these two platforms or you can visit my website tetranoodle.com and there are a lot of free resources available for uh, entrepreneurs, startup founders. So uh, make use of those resources and if you need any help, uh, please reach out.
0: So can you give us your website again
1: slowly? Yeah, it's tetranoodle. So tetranoodle.com. Um, it's like just like uh, Chinese noodles, but a single noodle, not... Uh, <laughs>
0: one single noodle <laughs> so this is you know wonderful information and, and we need that you know i think people must understand that if you have a vision and you want to start something up you need a team you need help you need that that blueprint you know so you know where to build how to build and the foundation of your business is so incredibly important because that means whatever you're adding on to it will be able to support itself so you know if you're going to start on something, budget. You know, someone like you to come in and help structure you because yeah. that money is so worth it because now you just keep building up and out. Yeah. Also, please don't go for the ivory tower because that disconnects you from what's going on down at the root. It to expanding around, not up uh, around music and hug the world, you know, not look down <laughs> on it. Right. So that's important. I
1: always uh, tell my clients money will come back. Time will not come back.
0: True. Very, 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 very true. And so, you know, don't waste your time, but know how to use it productively, which means how to invest in yourself, right? How to invest in the people you work with, how to invest in your clients and your family. It's about compartmentalizing and balancing and, uh, and listening inward, right? right. And then again, stepping outside to, sometimes to look in. So it's very, very important. So people can find you on LinkedIn on what name?
1: Um, I'm Manu Jagarwal. Just search for my name. It's not a very usual name. and uh, yeah, Let's not- spell
0: that for people. So M A M A N U J, yeah. and then M- A-G-G-A-R-W-A-L. Right. Okay. And you can find them on LinkedIn and Facebook under the same name. Yes. That's right. Excellent. Well, everybody needs that help in starting something new. And it always comes best from people who have taken the journey. You know, you've, you've had your knocks. You've got back up. You found out what does work and what doesn't work, and you're here sharing it with everyone else that's ready to receive. Mm -hmm. And there are so many tech uh, startup companies, stacks of them. Everybody's looking at the next big thing. And I've personally known so many of them with brilliant ideas, but they didn't, excuse me, they didn't go through the process properly. Mm -hmm. And so that brilliant idea never came to fruition. So it's very, very important that you have somebody that can help build your structure.
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And that's the whole point of me doing this because I have seen the same thing. A lot of brilliant ideas never saw the day, uh, light of day because, because, uh, you know, the founders didn't know what they were doing exactly.
0: Right. And we need those innovations out there.
1: Yeah.
0: We need them. So please take the right steps, reach out to Majush, and get the help that you need. So thank you so much love, for being with us here today and sharing.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, It was so much fun. I had uh, a lot of, uh, you know, this was a very, very uh, engaging conversation. Thank you so much.
0: Wonderful. Well, until next time, folks, remember, first and foremost, who are you? Why are you wanting to do what you want to do? Then how are you going to do it and who with? Don't forget, all of those questions need to be asked first. Don't just jump in and sink, you know, uh, test the waters out, but know your why. And most importantly, that, inside. Can you ride the waves with it? Because there will be some ups and downs. But if your why is strong enough, the conviction is strong enough, you will succeed with the help of others. Until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. To find many more shows of inspiration, please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com, podcasts, and you will see an array of shows to choose from. Please do visit our www discoveringcommunities.org and see what else that we have in store for you. Do enjoy our next show.